Amen. Win and persuade people of this great gospel. But I want you to welcome Brother Jacob Azark here this morning to this pulpit. Let's give him a good Bendale welcome here this morning. God bless him. Amen. Can we give God a hand clap of praise this morning? Amen. I don't know about you, but I feel the miraculous power of the Lord, the healing power of God in this house today. Amen. Surely God's presence is in this place. Surely God is ready to meet us in the house today. Amen. Amen. And there's no better place this morning than to be in the house of God with the people of God. Amen. Serving the only true God who is alive, is able to heal us and reach us. He hears our prayers. Amen. There's nobody like the God that we serve. He is the first and the last. Amen. He is the end from the beginning. He is who was and is and is to come. I just believe he deserves all of our glory and all of our praise this morning. Can, can we give him another hand clap of praise and lift him up for a moment? Thank you, God. Amen. 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 I like what I feel here this morning. And it's in this kind of an atmosphere that really anything with God is possible. Amen. If you need a healing or deliverance or you need a miracle or a blessing, I believe it's here for you today. Amen. And you can get that before you leave here this morning. You don't have to have the same week that you had last week. God can change it all this morning. Amen. But it is so good to be here and to be together with you all. You can be seated just for a few moments. And uh, and I want to give honor, uh, give high honor to Pastor Sister Moore and uh, to their family as well. I'm so appreciative of them and uh, their burden that they have, the tangible burden that you can feel. Amen. For the things of God and for uh, for souls to help people get to heaven. Amen. I'm, I'm thankful. Anybody thankful for your shepherds here today? Amen. Amen. Thank the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. And hallelujah. Amen. I tell you, I wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for my shepherd. Thank God. I'm thankful for a praying man of God. I'm thankful for a a man of God of correction at times. Amen. Kept me on the straight and narrow. And I, so I give honor to them. I give honor to all of the ministry and all of the preachers that are here, the good men of God and the good preachers that are here. Thank you for, uh, for all that you do for the kingdom. And uh, it's also such an honor to be here with my beautiful fiance this morning. Amen. I am so very blessed and thankful. Amen. I love her very much and her family as well. Man, we got another one on the way, so we're excited about that this week uh, for Braden and Savannah. And God is so good, amen. I'm thankful for, uh, for family that is here and, and in the church, and amen, and uh, even back home as well. We already had church today, amen. We already had both of our services in Lebanon. They're about eight hours ahead, and so uh, they send greetings to you all the way from the church in Lebanon this morning. Amen, and, uh, and, uh, and so, uh, so very, very thankful, and I'm honored to be here today. I want to share just a few 
verses and pictures with you, if that's okay. فَقَالَ لَحُمْ بُطْرُسُ تُوبُوا وَيَعْتِمِدْ كُلْ وَحَدٍ مِنْكُمْ عَلَى إِسْمْ يَسُوَّ الْمَسِيحِ لِلْمَغْفَرَةِ الْخَطَايَا فَتَقْبَلُوا أَعْطِيَتِ الْرُوحُ وَكُدُسُ And then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins. Ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. رَبٌ وَحِدٌ إِمَانٌ وَحِدٌ مَمُدِيَتٌ وَحِدٌ There's one Lord. There's one faith and there's one baptism. And everything is found in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. The Bible says in Isaiah 29 and verse 17, and this is the prophecy that we've used, amen, that we've stood on going to the Middle East and Lebanon. If I can show you this map here, uh, exactly where we're at. The Bible says, you can be seated uh, but the Bible says in this verse, is it not yet a very little while and Lebanon shall be turned into a fruitful field and the fruitful field shall be esteemed as a forest. And in that day shall the deaf hear the words of the book and the eyes of the blind shall see out of obscurity and out of darkness. And that word obscurity literally means from behind veils, they shall see the light. Amen. And so when God has called us to the forefront of the Middle East, amen, it wasn't it wasn't something that my, my pastor or I and uh, we weren't we weren't uh, we weren't very sure exactly about whether or not this was going to be the best move and and whether it was safe or not. But we had this prophecy, amen, that God promised that there was going to be a fruitful field, amen, that was going to spring up in Lebanon and in the Middle East. Amen. And so we went and we went just trusting in God and every single wall that we came up against and every door that we faced, God opened it in front of us. God tore down the walls before us. They told us we would never have an apostolic church in Beirut and never have an apostolic church in the Middle East. But God moved on the head of that government council there in the country at night in a dream. And God told him to give us a license to be recognized in Lebanon to baptize people in Jesus' name that they could convert to the truth. Amen. And so he bypassed his entire council and gave us a license that we don't have to be afraid of whoever we baptize or whoever repents and converts. They are protected that they can find the truth in Jesus' name. Amen. Would you give God a hand clap of praise today? Give you the glory, God. Amen. And so, not only that, but God has also just last year, he gave us the first license that has ever been given to an apostolic church. Amen. To have a government recognized apostolic school right there in Lebanon. Amen. God is so good. Amen. Our school is about 30 to 40 percent Christian. And the other part is all coming from different backgrounds. And many of them are Muslim and coming from Muslim backgrounds. But praise be to God. We had four of those kids. Amen. Get baptized with the Holy Ghost last year. Amen. And we've had two that are getting it this year. Amen. And God is changing, changing lives and filling them with the Holy Ghost when they sign their names. When they sign their names that their children are allowed to go to the school, that gives us the ability to teach them every morning. You could be seated to teach them chapel every single morning and teach them truth every morning.
Amen. We had one family that came in, and uh, they came in because of the school. And they wanted to know what was happening with their children because they noticed there was a change in them. And one day we had a powerful move of the Holy Ghost and God filled their daughter with the Holy Ghost. And she went home just with tears of joy. Amen. And so the family came back and said, what's going on? What happened? Amen. It wasn't too long, but now we've got a family that all of them have been baptized and filled with the Holy Ghost. Baptized in Jesus name. Amen. 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 They had a kid and they they named their son. The the oldest one is Ahmad and the other one is Ali. But the the youngest son's name is Jacob. And then the other one they had was named Daniel. And so God is changing entire generations one after another for this truth. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. God is so good. Amen. Just this past year, we also sent missionaries out into Iraq. God moved on them and God opened a door for us right north of Baghdad. There's only a small pocket in Iraq where we can share the gospel. Amen. So we sent those missionaries out and uh, there was a bombing here recently they had. And I called them to check on them. And they said, oh, Brother Jacob, don't worry about it. It was only two miles away, so it wasn't too close. It shook the building, but, but it wasn't too bad. I said, oh, brother, I'm thankful to hear that God, thankful to hear it wasn't too bad and God is protecting you all. Amen. But praise be to God, just in November, we baptized six people in Iraq and God filled two of them with the Holy Ghost. Amen. God is doing the work in darkness. Thank you, Jesus. Thank the Lord. I feel the Holy Ghost in here. Thank you, Jesus. God is so good. Amen. We, we also just baptized a man from Yemen. Uh, we converted a pastor. Uh, God moved on him and gave him the revelation in Christ of, of God in Christ. He was baptized and he pastors in Cairo, Egypt now. He's out from under our church. And he just baptized a man from Yemen. Where all the Houthis are and all the war that is going on, there's still souls that are hungry for the word of God and still hungry for the amen, for truth and for salvation. Amen. And so God is so good. I don't know if we have any of these pictures, but I just wanted to share with you a little bit about where I'm from and uh, a little bit about the work God is doing there. Amen. I, I was uh, first time I went to Lebanon was in 99 and then in 2006 we left because of a war, and then we went in 2012, and I've been there for about 11 years now, uh, 2013, we've been there for 11 years, amen, and uh, I'm getting ready to, I had to evacuate in October, uh, October 7th happened, and we border with Israel, and so things started to get very chaotic in the country, and uh, we were one of the, the last to evacuate, there was special forces, ambassadors, everybody was getting out, Amen. And God kept our flight as we were flying out. We were delayed because of some things that were happening, but God protected us. Amen. And so God has always been a protector in our shield. Amen. Whether it's been attempted kidnappings, whether it's been explosions, no matter what it has been, God has been a covering around us. God has been a shield and a defender. Doesn't matter the weapon that is formed. It will not prosper against the people of God. God is going to have a church. God is going to have a people no matter where it is. Amen. Amen. And so uh, 
I, I covet your prayers. I'm getting ready to go back. Amen. As Pastor Moore said, I'm going to be headed back uh, this Saturday. Amen. And things are still kind of uh, uh, intense over there. But uh, I believe God has got a great work that is to be done. Amen. And uh, he's going to do it. Amen. In Jesus name. Amen. If you would all, I tell you what, we'll go through these pictures real quick. This is the map. And then let me go ahead and show you this next one. This is our sanctuary here in Lebanon. This is at our conference. You can see some people are still covered with the hijab, but some of them have been filled with the Holy Ghost and they're taking the hijab off. Amen. Praise God. The next one, this is our school building. Amen. We've got about 70 to 80 kids. Uh, we started in October of uh, last year, uh, October the 4th, before everything started happening. God gave us this. We're, uh, uh, this is the apostolic school that is licensed by the government right here. And we've got about 70 kids. We have chapel and everything there. If I show you the next picture. This is the students that we had. This is the school year. Amen. This was opening day, and we had some of the parents that crowded around in the back. And about 22 of these kids have been filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. God is so good. Amen. God is doing, God is doing the work. Amen. And... Uh, so this next picture, God is using the school, amen, through the means. God gave us an incredible property. It was prophesied to us in a conference, amen. He said, I see a new school, he said, and I see a new church, amen. And with four months' time of that prophecy, we got the license to have a school, amen, recognized by the government. We got a piece of property, amen, that was valued at maybe 40. Well, we got it at about 40 to 50% of its original value, Amen. God made a way when there was no way. Amen. And we're getting ready to build by the, the glory to God. We're getting ready to build the first apostolic headquarters, large apostolic headquarters in right outside of Beirut. It's going to have a school. It's going to have a church. Amen. And it's going to be a training center where we send people out into the rest of the world. Amen. Where we send them to Egypt and we send them to Iraq and we send them to Jordan and Syria. Amen. And God is making a way where there seems to be no way. This this month, this is a the, the, this is about a a two point. This is about a two million dollar project. Two point five. Amen. God has already enabled us. Uh, we've raised a little over a million. Amen. And so we're getting closer and closer. Praise God. But we have enough. We're going to start with the first a floor on the bottom. Amen. And God is nothing is going to stop the work of God that's going forward. Doesn't matter where, doesn't matter when. We're going to have an apostolic. I saw just in the news the other day that they're building the largest Islamic center up in New York. Well, we're building the largest apostolic center right here in Beirut. Praise God. We're going to have church and revival and we're going to have the victory in Jesus name. Hallelujah. Amen. Would you give God a hand clap of praise? Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. If you would remain standing with me this morning, if you have your Bibles, if you would turn together with me, we're going to go. I have felt a word from the Lord upon my heart today, and uh, I've prayed and sought the Lord, amen, and I believe that 
Uh, as the man of God said earlier, there is absolutely no mistake that we're here today. Amen. But, but God plans this Sunday far before we ever do. Amen. And, and he's, he is here to, to meet with us. And I believe that we can leave this place changed. Amen. There's enough faith and there's enough fire in here. I've been in this kind of atmosphere where people have gotten miracles. Amen. I've seen tendons healed. I've seen uh, babies. Amen. Where people could not have babies. I, I want you to know that there is great faith in this house today. Amen. Don't leave here. I believe we're going to leave here changed in Jesus name. Judges chapter number six, verse number one. Amen. Uh, I mean, we'll start with verse number three. The Bible says, and it was so. And so it was when Israel had sown that the Midianites came up and the Amalekites and the children of the east, even they came up against them and they encamped against them and destroyed the increase of the earth, even till thou come unto Gaza. And left no sustenance for Israel, not sheep, neither sheep, nor ox, nor ass. The Bible says, verse five, for they came up with their cattle and their tents, and they came up as grasshoppers for multitude. For both they and their camels were without number, and they entered the land to destroy it. Amen. Skip with me to verse 11. And there came an angel of the Lord. And sat under an oak, which was in Ophrah, that pertained unto Joash the Abizrite. And his son Gideon threshed wheat by the winepress to hide it from the Midianites. Verse number 15, he said to the angel, O oh my Lord, wherewith shall I save my people? Wherewith shall I save Israel? Behold, my family is poor in Manasseh, and I am the least in my father's house. Amen. Verse number 19, the Bible says that Gideon went in and made ready a lamb. Amen. A kid, a lamb and unleavened cakes and an ephah of flour. The flesh he put in a basket and he put the broth in a pot and brought it out unto the angel under the oak and presented it. And the angel of God said unto them, take this flesh and the unleavened cakes, lay it upon the rock. And verse number 21, then the angel of the Lord put forth the end of the staff that was in his hand and touched the flesh and the unleavened cakes. And there rose up a fire out of the rock and consumed the flesh and the unleavened cakes. Amen. And with the help of the Lord, I want to preach to you from this topic this evening or this morning, the giving of the lamb, giving the lamb. Amen. If you would put your Bibles down and if you would help me pray. One more time together, God, I thank you for your word this morning. I thank you that your word is alive and it never comes back void, Lord. I pray today, Lord, I pray this morning that it would go forth, God, and do what it was set out to accomplish, God. Lord, I pray, let it work in my heart. Let it work in our hearts today, Jesus. We need you, God. We need your word. We need your spirit. We need your touch. Oh, we need your infilling of the Holy Ghost this morning, God. We thank you for it. We give you all of the glory. God, you do the impossible every time, Lord. To you be all the praise, God. To you be all the glory, all the honor this morning. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for it, Lord. 
In the name, in the name, in the name, go ahead and give them praise. Thank you for it. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. And you can be seated here today. And the Bible says that at the time when Israel had sown, amen, they had already tilled the ground, they had already worked the field, and they had already planted the seeds. And it was probably around the March or the May time of the year when the toil had finished. And now, after all of this, they could finally look and start to see the first fruits and the coming up of the harvest after they had spent such time working and planting it. But the enemy had other plans. And, and God actually gave permission and gave excuse to the Midianites and the Amalekites uh, that they would come in at this time and they would have permission to enter into the land of the people of God. And it just so happened that at the time when they were supposed to have finished their work and they were supposed to have uh, finished their labor and their toil, that's when the, de the enemy came in. And the Bible says that a tribulation of seven years began. Amen. God had knocked and God had asked and God had invited his people and tried to speak to them. But now, now it was the time when the door was opened and in came hundreds and thousands of people. Amen. The Bible says that they came in with a purpose and they came in with a plan uh, to completely and utterly destroy everything that was in their path. The Bible says they destroyed the increase of the earth. Amen. So even if there were any fruits or any crops that were coming up, hallelujah, they destroyed that on their way in. Amen. They left no sustenance in all of Israel. Can you imagine it? They killed every sheep and they killed every ox. And it was just like a flood of people and armies that came in against the people of God. Amen. Not only that, but they brought their camels and their cattle with them. What you may ask is the purpose of the camel and of the cattle to come in into the land. Well, they were great heavy beasts of burden. And when they would stomp on the land all over it, and when they would go through the land and, and totally ruin the ground, amen, this is what was the mindset of the enemy. That when they came in, the land would be completely destroyed. It would be made completely barren. And this is a military tactic even today. You could see it in the Russia and Ukraine conflict. How Russia would not only target cities and not only target barracks, but would also target their fields. And would also target their wheat. So that the import could not be profitable anymore and in the future there would not be anything that would be able to grow in the Ukraine anymore it's a military tactic amen and so when they came in the Bible said they had this intent in mind they didn't just want to kill everything but they wanted to destroy the land it wasn't just about the fruit of the field but it was about the ability to be fruitful it wasn't just about what was already there, but it was about what could be there sometime in the future. Amen. The enemy didn't just want to kill the fruit, but wanted to kill the fruitfulness. 
Amen. At the time when they had sown, that's when the thief came in. At the time when they thought they had finished their labor, that's when the destroyer came in. And let me tell you, church, today that we are all warned by Jesus. He said that the thief cometh not but to steal, and he won't stop there, but then he's going to kill. And he doesn't want to stop there. But after he's killed, he wants to destroy. It's not just about your blessing. It's not just about your promise. Hallelujah. It's not just about the now. But it's about the future as well. And we've got an enemy that is like a roaring lion. Seeking and looking about for whom he may devour. Oh, hallelujah. How many times, church family, have we heard the field compared to the heart? Have we heard the land compared to the condition of the heart? In Mark 4, Jesus said a sower went out and he began to sow the seed. There was stony ground, there was thorny ground, and there was unprotected ground, and there was good ground. Amen? And today it's comparable to the heart. Amen. There are stony hearts. Amen. There, there are hearts with thorns that have grown up on the inside. Amen. And have suffocated the things of God. Amen. There are hearts, the Bible says. Amen. That even though good things want to be planted in those hearts. Amen. That there is a, a bird or there is a doubt or there is a fear that comes in and it steals the good things of God. And God was talking to his people. Amen. And he said, I've got a promise for you. Amen. Even if your heart has been hard, even if your heart has been stony, even if you've left it unprotected by the doubts and the voices of the devil that would speak lies into your ears, there's still a promise for you. Hallelujah. And God told his people in Israel, there's still a promise for you in Israel. You look out and you see the multitudes and you see the destruction and you see all of the destroying that has happened. But he said this, he said, if my people, which are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear them from heaven. I'll hear their prayers and I'll forgive their sin. And he even said, I will heal your land. Let me tell you, let me tell you today, we need a healing of the heart. We need a healing of the land. Amen. And in the same way that Jesus heals barren lands, Jesus heals broken hearts and he heals barren hearts. Amen. Let me tell you today that there is no wound that Jesus can't heal. And there's no betrayal that you've been through that Jesus can't bind up a broken heart and make it whole again. And there's no hardness of heart where Jesus can't make that stone feel again. He can make you sensitive. He can make you feel the presence of God. Amen. He'll heal hurt. He'll heal bitterness. He will heal your land. Thank you, Jesus. 
It's not a message of condemnation. It's not a message, amen, of judgment or a message of, hallelujah, a message of spite, amen. But I like the way and I remember the words of Isaiah when he said it in Lamentations chapter 3 and verse number 22. He said, it is of the Lord's mercies that we are not already consumed. It's because his compassions fail not and they are new every morning. Thank you, Jesus. Thank God for a Sunday morning. Thank God for a brand new day. Thank God that when you woke up today, he had mercy and goodness and compassion that he was thinking towards you this morning. Sometimes when I'm not even thinking about God, when I'm not even paying attention, amen, to the hand and the voice of God, still he thinks good thoughts towards me. And still he's still got mercies for me. And yet does he love me in spite of myself? He still cares for me. And his compassions fail not. God is faithful. God is faithful. Amen. In the good times and in the hurting and the hurting and hard times, God is faithful. Amen. Whenever I'm good or wherever I'm bad, amen, God is still faithful. I'm thankful for the faithfulness of God. Oh, his mercies are, are faithful and his compassions fail not. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. It might look like judgment. It might look like the anger. It might look like these things. But let me tell you, the mercies of God, they shake in us to awaken us. Thank you, Jesus. God isn't going to give up on us. God isn't going to give up on me. God isn't going to give up on any of you. God isn't going to give up on the church and on his people. God isn't going to give up on your past, nor will he give up on your future. Amen. Because Jesus said, I've come that they may have life. I am the good shepherd. And that they may have life even more abundantly. He said, the good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. Thank you, Jesus. Can you imagine it today? That if the Lord could show you again, and if he could do it again, he would go to the cross for you another time. Just to make sure you knew how much He cared for you and how much He loved you. That's the great God that we serve. Amen. And so we find ourselves, amen, behind the wine press. The Bible says that Gideon was threshing the wheat. And as he was threshing the wheat, he was hidden. He was hidden behind the wine press so that they would not see what it was that he had inside of his hands. And the Bible says that while he was there, an angel appeared before him and began to prophesy to Gideon. He said, Gideon, I know you're hiding and I know you're trying not to be seen. And I know you're not trying to draw any attention to yourself, but God has got great promises for you. God has got a promise to heal the land and he's got a promise to give victory and he's got a promise for overcoming Man, God wants to do something great in your life, Gideon. Amen. And, and the Bible says that Gideon was taken aback. And, and he said, how is it that me, how am I supposed to be the one 
that saves the people of God. How is God going to use somebody like me? I'm sitting behind a wine press. I'm freshing wheat in secrecy so that nobody can know where I am. And you're telling me that I'm going to defeat the armies of the enemy? And the angel looks and tells him, yes, you're a mighty man of valor. I'm going to use you, and I've got great things for you. And Gideon said, you don't understand. I'm the least in my family's house. There's no good thing. There's no good thing in me. Not only are we the poorest of the families, but I'm the least of the poor of the families. There's nothing good that, hallelujah, that I can offer. Amen. And the angel confirms it to him. It's you. It's you. It's you. It's you. Let me tell you, I feel the unction in the Holy Ghost today. Amen. This message, hallelujah, what's being preached, it's you. And you got to say, it's me today. God is talking to me. Go ahead, say, say, God, it's me. It's me, Lord Jesus. Amen. God is speaking to you today. Amen. And so what is so powerful about this man by the name of Gideon is that when he believed in the angel and he believed in God, amen, he didn't, he didn't just say, well, that sounds great. I receive it. Let it be done. He didn't shake the angel's hand and say, thank you. I appreciate that. Amen. But something rose up and got a hold in the heart of Gideon. Something moved inside of, of that, that, that man. Something moved in him that this is a great moment in history. This is a great moment in the story of the people of God. And he said, if this is that kind of moment, I'm not going to miss and let that moment just go by. Amen. So he wanted to make the most of that moment. And if God was going to give him a promise, he wanted everything that God had for him. God, if you're telling me that there is a future and there is a promise for me, I want it all. I want it. I'm not going to settle for anything less. Amen. And, and I imagine Gideon had the mindset where he asked, what can I do? Amen. What can I do? Amen. To make this promise come to pass. What can I do to get the heart of God that it would come to pass for me and it would come to pass for my life? And I can imagine Gideon hiding behind the wine press. And here's the thing is you have to remember there's a great famine in the land. There's great barrenness all throughout the whole land. Amen. Nowhere did you look and, and see plenty. Nowhere did you look and you, you saw people having abundance or anything at all. Many people maybe passed or died from starvation in this time. Amen. It was so bad that even the wheat that he found, little bit of wheat that he found, he had to hide it. The Bible says no sustenance. The Bible says no plenty, no ground. Everything was barren, no fruitfulness. Amen. So at that moment for Gideon, it would have been a sacrifice for him. If he said, angel of God, let me put this 
flour. Let me have this wheat. Let me put this wheat that I have. And let me give this to you as a sacrifice. I mean, can you imagine if Gideon had told the angel, let me give you this, this, this wheat that I've been threshing. I've been working on it. Amen. I've been keeping it safe. If they see me with it, who knows? They might kill me. They might take it away from me. Amen. This wheat is precious to me. Amen. And, and Gideon, had it, having that wheat in his hands, it was already something valuable to Gideon and valuable to, to the people around. And you got to understand, this was a very, this was a poor man. Amen. And in a poor family. Amen. Living in the poorest of times. He, everything was poor. Amen. He didn't have anything extra. He didn't have anything to give. It, it's the kind of times where you don't want your neighbor to see. Amen. What you've got. And you don't want to show off or be, or be flashy. Or you don't want to give the impression that you have more. Because in dangerous times like those. Amen. They might take from you. Or they might envy you. And the next thing you know. You're on your way home. And, and you get jumped. And everything that you had gets taken away. That's the kind of times. It was dangerous times. That Gideon was living in. Amen. The wheat was precious. The fruit was precious. Amen. Everything, if any type, anything that was green that grew was precious at that time. Amen. Because it was a target of the enemy that the devil had tried to destroy throughout the land. And so let me tell you today, my brother and my sister, that if Gideon had offered the wheat right there at that moment to the angel, it would have been a sacrifice. It would have been a sacrifice. It would have cost him something dearly. Amen. It would have, he would have had to pave with that. Amen. But something got on the inside of Gideon. Amen. And I'm praying it gets on the inside of us this morning. Something welled up in his heart. And he said, you know, this is God that is before me. This is God in the divine moment that is happening. Amen. Something happened in Gideon where he he caught an understanding of the time that he was in in that moment. And he even told the angel, if you would, can we just pause this moment for a second? Can we just pause this? Amen. Would you just wait for a moment? He said, you know why? Because I've got something back home. I want to I want to give I want to give you something. I'm not a wealthy man. I don't have a whole lot to give. Amen. But, but I've got something. I've got the best that I have. I want to give it to you, God. Amen. And so can you imagine, hallelujah, Gideon looking at the wheat in his hands, but thinking about the lamb back home. Looking at the wheat in his hands, but hidden away, maybe inside of his house, uh, maybe somewhere, amen, where there was a little cage or a pen. Back home, Gideon had a lamb. And when he looked at the angel, amen, he counted the cost in that moment. You know, I have to believe that Gideon came to terms. He said, if what you're telling me is true, angel... And if what you're telling me is really going to come to pass, then there is really no value and no amount that can put a price on the word and the promise of what you're telling me. 
You're telling me that God can change my future. You're telling me that God can make me into more than what I ever thought I could be. You're telling me God can not only bless me and keep me, but he'll prosper me as well. You're telling me that God will give me in life and life more abundantly, more than what I thought and more than what I expected. Yes, 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 brother Gideon. Yes, my brother. Yes, my sister. Hallelujah. In that moment, Gideon counted the cost. And he said, if it's really going to change my life, if it's really going to make all the difference, nothing is more valuable than this moment. And I'm willing to put everything, I'm willing to put everything on the altar for this sacrifice. Amen. You see, we get, we get caught up and confused at times. Because man looks on the outward appearance. But God is searching and trying the heart. In that moment, the angel looked at Gideon. And who knows how much was weighing on that moment. For him. Amen. While everybody might have looked at the hands. And what Gideon had in his hands. What about what Gideon had back home? What about what Gideon had in his heart? Amen. In his hands was sacrifice. But but I believe God was searching for something a little bit deeper. I believe God was pushing Gideon. And the whole reason because the whole reason he talked to him and he called him is because he knew that inside of Gideon was a heart, a heart that was willing to give everything he had to God. God, Gideon could have given from his hands. He could have given from his pockets. He could have given, amen, from his checkbook. He could have given, amen, from his bank. He could have given from his time. He could have given from his effort. And all these things are good and amen. Oh, but that angel was wondering, oh, Gideon, do you have the kind of heart that says everything is lost if it's without Christ? I'm going to count it all as lost. Amen. The Bible says, uh, what what profiteth a man if he lays up his treasures on earth, uh, but he loses his soul? Hallelujah. The soul was on the line. He said, lay not up for yourself treasures upon earth where things corrupt, but give God your heart. God likes and appreciates all these things. The wheat is good and the labor of the hands is good. And hallelujah, the time and the show, these things are all good. But if God, if if we could hear the voice of God this morning, I believe he would be knocking, not at the door of your house, not at the door, hallelujah, of your job, but he's knocking at the door of your heart. He wants to know what's on the inside. He's looking and searching. Is this a heart, hallelujah, that I can call my home? Hallelujah. Amen. I struggled with with something for many years. Amen. Whenever I was about 13, 14, I was at an altar one time. And I was praying after a message that had convicted me so powerfully. It was about how God prunes the trees at times. and He cuts out the fruits to make it grow more later. Hallelujah. And I got down to the altar and I said, God, what do you want me to give up, Lord? I'm willing to sacrifice 
Whatever you want, Lord Jesus. Amen. And the word came to me and it was strange. And I know I know some of you, I'm just sharing personally, if you'll allow me today. Amen. But the thing for me that God told me not to do, he told me to give up playing chess. He said, I want you to give up chess and I don't want you to to to, to spend any time doing it. And I struggled with that. I didn't really play chess very much at the time. But when I got into college, I started playing my freshman year. And in my freshman year, I started playing more and more. And I started playing on the lunch breaks. And I started playing with the, with the team. And I started playing with all of these. And, and you know what? I, at the end of the year, uh, I, I became the chess club president. And I, I won the, the, the competition there that was there. And I, I, was, I was the champion. But, but you know what I lost in, the mo- in, the, in, in, in it all? Every single game was about an hour or more. Every single game was two hours or more. And I didn't just focus on the games, but then I started looking at the chess instructions and things like that. And, and all this time, I was losing, losing, losing more and more time. If God had told me back then, I should have paid attention and listened to it. Amen. But once there came a moment in my life and I said, God, I realize that there's two different ways for me to go. And you might have another struggle. You might have another battle. But for me, it was trying to consume my time in my life. For me, it was trying to take me off of the path where God had called me to go. And so I got down into the altar after that year and I said, God, that's it. I'm not going to do it anymore. I'm not going to play it anymore. It doesn't matter if I win another thing or if I win another competition or if I do. None of that matters to me anymore. God, I'm laying it on the altar so that I can have your will be done in my life. It might seem little, it might seem like insignificant to you, but I wouldn't be here today. I wouldn't be engaged to my fiance today if I had not listened to the word of God back then. You see, there's a lot of other things I could have given up. and There's a lot of other things that would have made more sense at the time. But God wants to know what's at the bottom of the heart because it's about your future. And it's about your destiny. If we all stand together today, hallelujah. God wants to know, is there something that's being hidden? Is there something that's being held back? The Bible says that all we, like lambs, have gone astray. All we, like sheep, have wandered off. And we've gone our own way. And we've, we've found our own follies and we found our own. Hallelujah. But something about Jesus is he taught us that when the time and the moment comes for great things. You might not believe me this morning. You might not believe in the moment. You might not feel the same thing that we're feeling or that, I'm, that, 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 that is happening today. Oh, Hallelujah. Let me tell you, there is a future on the line. And there is generations on the line. And there is life and and life abundant that is on the line. 
if I could preach to you today, amen, if you could hear this missionary preaching to you today, amen, I believe God sent me all the way from the Middle East to preach a word to you this morning. I believe God sent me all the way that I can knock on somebody's heart this morning and I can tell you, look, 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 it's not. It's not about what is readily available. It's not about what is readily seen or readily offered. Hallelujah. We don't need a Cain kind of sacrifice. We need an Abel type of sacrifice. We don't need just the wheats and the fruits. But do you have a lamb? 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Is there anything today, my brother and my sister, that would hold you back from saying, I can't do it, or saying, I can't give it to God? Oh, I'm here to knock on the door. I'm here to preach to you today. It takes the lamb. It takes the lamb today. Amen. And the Bible, the Bible compares the lamb just to like our hearts as well. At some point, you got to get a hold of your heart. You got to get a hold of their heart. And you got to say, I'm about to take it down to the altar. I'm going to take it and give it to God. Hallelujah. On the day of Pentecost. Amen. They were they were all the people were looking at the outpouring of the Holy Ghost coming down and they began to ask this question. What is happening here? What is this powerful moment? And some people mocked but other people said, "This is a moment." This is a moment that is happening. It's happening right now. And they said, men and brethren, what must we do to be saved? At that moment, something got into the field, Pastor Moore. Something got into the heart. And they said, you know what? I can't go forward without having this moment. Without having this experience. And in that moment, Peter gave them the instructions. And Peter preached to them and said, you know what you've got to do? The first thing is you got to get a hold of that lamb that you've allowed to go astray wherever you want it to go. And you've allowed it to go here and you've allowed it to do this. And you've put more emphasis and value on the lamb than you have the call and the promise of God. And at some point, you're going to have to repent and take that lamb and bring it back to the altar. You're going to have to lay it down. And I know that lamb has wants. And I know that lamb has desires. And I know that lamb sees its own future. But uh, there's something greater that God has. There's something powerful about a person that will get in the altar. And will say, God, I'm not holding anything back to you. God, whatever it takes, oh Lord, if you ask for me, I'm willing, I'm willing, I'm willing, God, to give it, to give the lamb. I'm willing to give the lamb. I'm willing to put it down on the altar. Oh, I know it's not easy. I know, I know. But it's a powerful thing. And it's a powerful moment. It's a powerful change in destiny 
at the moment when you make up your mind, I'm going to give the lamb. The lamb's not staying with me. The lamb's not going to stay at home. Get in, get in, get in. You could have just, uh, but no, no, no. He said, I got something for you, God. I got something for you today. I got something for you this morning. I'm going to offer it. I've got the best. I've got the best. I've got the best for you. Amen. What profiteth a man if he gain the whole world, but he's losing his heart. If you want to keep your lamb, if you want to keep that, you're going to have to give it to God. You're going to have to lay it down. Peter said to them, repent and be baptized in Jesus name. Amen. For the remission of your sins. And then you're going to receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. I want to tell you, I still feel that power today. There is, there is God right now. He's got enough power in here that he can consume every sacrifice just like he consumed Gideon's sacrifice. If God stretches out his hand to you this morning, amen, there's going to be a fire from heaven that falls on you and fills you up from the inside out today. Today, this morning, let me tell you, my God, he's a God of fire. My God, he's a God of power in the infilling of the, he's not a God that just wants to take, take. No, but when he gives, uh, it'll be an all-consuming fire that'll pour on you and cover you and fill you up entirely. My God is a God of fire. My God is a God of power and anointing. My God can take things that were broken. Amen. He said, this is the acceptable year of my God. The, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. For He has anointed me to preach the gospel. He's anointed me to bind up broken hearts. Uh, I don't know what your need is today. I don't know what you're suffering or yearning for. But your broken heart can be healed. Your wounded heart can be healed. Hallelujah. He can heal scars. He can heal brokenness. He can heal cuts and pains. Amen. But you got a decision today. You got a decision. If you're going to keep that lamb back. If you're going to let it be given to God. Oh, I feel a great call of the Lord here today. Behold, I stand at the door and I knock. Man, this is a great moment, my brother and sister. This is a great moment. The Lord let me know today that this was going to be a moment for you. Somebody say, for me, for me, for me. It's going to be a moment for you. Amen. I remember, I remember when God called us to go to the Middle East. And I remember whenever God called us to, amen, to brave danger and to brave fire. Amen. To brave chaos, uh, Hezbollah, Hamas, explosions and all that. Amen. Amen. And you know, if I had held anything back, I wouldn't be here today. I wouldn't be who God, amen, but I gave it all to God. I said, God, it doesn't matter what happens. I fear not what people can do to my flesh, but I feel what they can do to my soul. Don't let me lose my soul, Lord. Don't let me lose my soul. Today, wherever you are, I want to encourage you to have some, get, 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 get a hold and grab some of that faith. Amen. 
I'm going to open these altars here this morning. Amen. For anybody that would like to pray. Anybody that would like to seek the Lord. Anybody that would like to talk to Him. But what I've... Amen. I encourage you. I've talked to the Lord at an altar. I've put, I've put it down. I've put my heart down and I've given it. Amen. I've cut it up. I've tore it up. I've cut it and prepared it. Amen. And I've prepared it and given it to the Lord before. And I want to tell you, there's, that's the most powerful thing you can do here today. Is you can get that moment that Jesus had in the garden. Where he said, not my will be done. But I'm sacrificing the lamb. He was the lamb slain. I'm giving the lamb this morning. Jesus, Jesus. If there be anything in my heart, God. If there be anything, Lord, that's displeasing, God. Oh, anything that isn't right. God, I ask you today. I know you're the God that heals you heal wounds that nobody thought could be healed. Lord, you restore what everyone thought would be lost forever. You make the lands that were barren fruitful again. I'm going to tell you today that that's what the Lord is going to do for you this morning. Oh, barren lands are going to be fruitful. Hurting hearts are going to have joy and peace and love grow up again. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen, hallelujah. 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 Oh, come on. Can anybody lead that lamb today? Lord Jesus, the broken and the contrite heart, God. These are the sacrifices you want. This is what you're looking for, God. This is what you're looking for. Oh, what is it, God? What is it, Lord? Is there anything, Jesus? Oh, is there anything too dear? There's nothing too dear and there's nothing too precious, God. Come on, I wonder if anybody today, you could lift your hands to the Lord. You could surrender yourself to Him. God, everything in me, from the inside out, Jesus, I want you to consume me, God. Consume me with that fire. Consume me with that power of the oh, Hallelujah. Amen. If we have any musicians that can come at this time. Oh, let me tell you, I believe in healing. I believe in healing. I believe in the infilling of the Holy Ghost. If you want that today, I want you to lift your hands to the Lord. Give yourself to Him. Hallelujah. And God will meet you in this moment. God will meet you here this morning. You might think, uh, oh, you might think that 
Amen. It's, it's difficult to go to this field or it's difficult to go into this place. But let me tell you, every one of us is called this morning, called to the ultimate price. God, I give myself to you. Oh, I surrender myself. We're all called, hallelujah, to give everything that we have. Jesus, Jesus, not my own will, God. He'll bless so you. He'll you bless you. Come on, can you trust Him this morning? Can you trust Him today? I 
nothing more beautiful that you and I can do than to give ourselves away 
Amen. We're going to give ourselves to something. Why don't we give ourselves to Jesus Christ? Well, we give ourselves to his kingdom, his calling, his election, his dreams and plans for us. Amen. It's far better than anything we can do on our own. But as we give ourselves unto his call and election and purpose. Hallelujah. It's not a greater life to live. Amen. I want to do it with joy this morning. How about you? I want to with joy give myself to the kingdom of God and to the workings of the Holy Ghost and the operations of Jesus Christ. The price is not too great. Hallelujah. When you give yourself to the kingdom, there's the greatest, nothing greater you can give yourself to. Nothing with greater eternity, amen, than to the kingdom of God. I'm glad to be here this morning. How about you? I'm glad I've got a place I could come and bring the Lamb. Amen. A merciful God, a very kind God, and a work with us day in, day out. Amen. To give us time, amen, to bring the Lamb. I want to bring it this morning and give it to Jesus. You know what you and I could do? You know what one of, the, one of the number one lambs that we can give? He told us this morning. What was it? How many of you play chess? That's what I thought. But how many of you got what other? Time. Everybody in this place has got time. And that's one sacrifice and one lamb that everybody in the house, it don't matter if you play checkers, or if you play chess, or if you play basketball, if you play football, or if you hunt, or if you fish, or you shop. And there's one thing that everybody can bring, and that's time. Bring the lamb of time. I'm going to spend some time with my Savior. I'm going to spend some time in prayer. He brought us right back to it, honey. God knows what he's doing. We're going to become the praying people that God wants us to do. Hey, Lehman, we're going to see the power of his kingdom, the power of his glory. Thank you, Brother Azar, for the word of God today. Day, done an awesome and a beautiful job bringing forth the word into this place this morning speaking to us and into our hearts we're so thankful for that God bless you this morning love you and appreciate you think about it today ponder about it today if you didn't bring the lamb bring it back tonight <laughs> bring it back to the house of God tonight drag it up here to this altar Let's sacrifice it to the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Looking forward to seeing you back tonight. 5.30 prayer time. 6 o'clock service time. Brother Ford will be preaching. Bad arm, good arm. He'll still be preaching. Hallelujah. Bless him, Lord. Amen. God's going to help him. God's going to help us. Love you and appreciate you. God bless you this morning. You're dismissed. The fear of the Lord.